Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. My name is B. Jimson Darius, a.k.a. BJ. You know, I, I, I normally don't get excited as much as I usually do. I mean, I do, but not as much because this guy that I have on right now, he has an energy flow that is contagious. All right. He is contagious. I watch his videos on Instagram just to be inspired, just to get energized, because whenever he's 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 talking, he 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 demands your attention. He, he is so good at what he does, <laughs> and I'm so honored that he took this time to actually come talk about uh, dadhood, talked on uh, Instagram Live, and we connected, and he, I, I sent out the offer. He took it, and I'm so honored and blessed for him to be here. Um, and I met him off a Dad's Hustle, which is Instagram page, and it, guys, you got you to gotta check him out, man. I got to check him out. You know, this, this is one of the few people that I boast about because there's a reason for it. He's just a, a positive person. Even the movements that he's doing right now is positive. And everything that I can do to support him, I will. Because he's a brother of mine, and I, I support him 100%. But let me, let me digress. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce you guys to Ja Jaqueta. What's good on, bro? What is going on, brother? What is going on, man? That touched my soul, bro. I appreciate <laughs> the words, man. Of course, man. Of course. You deserve it. You need it, man. I, I appreciate what you're doing. So who is Jay Keta? Well, man, me being Ja Jaqueta, who I am is a passionate father. Even more than that, I am on a journey of what I call a husband's redemption. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a passionate husband. If you look up the word passion, that's me. That's, that's who I am in a nutshell. Um, I just let my passion show, man. Mm. And I'm just hungry. And that's, that's me, man. That's who I am. You want to know who I am. And if I can describe myself in one word, mm. it, it's passion. That's all you're going to get is passion. Whatever it is, I'm just going to give you passion. in. Absolutely. And I see that again, in every post that you have, I see that you bring that passion, you bring that energy in every post. And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody that's on it, that's able, that's supporting you and that's, that's following you can feel that energy. I know I'm not the only one that, that feels it whenever you're on there. So that's definitely something you definitely bring. So let me, yeah. let me um, transition to your dad. Tell me more about your dad. My dad is freaking amazing. That is my Superman. My dad is, some will call him a, a stepfather. That's not what I know of him. He is my my dad. He's been around since I can remember. I think he came in my life when I was four. I don't know. I don't remember that. But all I know is I never lacked. I never lacked a, a father. And his love that he had for, for me and my brother and my sisters, his love that he has for us, I never really thought about who is my biological dad because him stepping in and everything i never had a void so that's my daddy man that's my daddy man i i love him to death and he has done so much he has shown me how to be a man but he has shown me how to be a man not through my words mm. but by my actions wow and that is the main thing he has shown me he has, has always kept it 100 my mm. dad will just Keep it 100 with you. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He's Superman to me because the man will get knocked down. And he has shown me and my siblings and even my mom and my wife and even my kids. He has shown us all you can get knocked down. But if you got a breath in your in, in your body and blood is still flowing, mm. get yourself up and keep going. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's good to have a, a stepdad. I wouldn't say a stepdad, dad or influencer in your life to have that much of an influence on you, as you could say. That's amazing, you know, he stepped in and just, you know, just did whatever he had to do. 
Like that, he didn't, from what I'm guessing, he didn't mistreat you or think about you of like, oh, this is a, a stepchild. He just, I'm pretty sure he took you as for this is my child and I'm going to raise him as I, I pretty much birthed him myself. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Like a lot of people don't even know that. I don't even see them that way, but um, people will say, um, a lot of people don't know that, oh, that's not your biological dad. Mm. Um, first, because uh, I would never go around saying, even even doing it right now, it's like stepdad. No, mm-hmm. that, that title doesn't even fit him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I realized as going out to any stepdads out there. Like if, if your stepchild is calling you stepdad, I think you need to step up your game. That's it. And that's just going off of, I did not feel that with him. You know, that's, that's my daddy. Like his blood is not running through my veins, but his characteristic is all up in me. That DNA is all up in me. And I will always say to people that um, struggle with knowing who their biological father is, I will always tell them, hey, my biological father has given me my appearance, which is cool. He gave me my appearance, him and my mom, they gave me my appearance, but my, but my dad gave me my, gave me my character. So identity, which is really good, man. Some, that's beautiful. I know just a minute ago, you just were saying how his characteristics, like, I know he's not your dad, but I feel like there's a lot of characteristics in him that you, you emulate in yourself, right? So what are some characteristics that you find in your dad that you also can find in yourself? That mentality of getting knocked down and, and, and getting back up. Um, I, I took that from him. Don't allow your shame and your mistakes to be the final definition of who you are. Hmm. You know, so if people follow my journey and on Instagram or anything like that, everybody knows that I ain't ashamed to be like, yo, I cheated on my wife. I messed up. Infidelity runs in, in our marriage and everything of that nature. And people always ask me all the time, man, you just come out and you just so blunt with it. You're just so blunt. You just you just talk about it. And that is because of the characteristic of my dad of not hiding behind my shame mm-hmm. and and spilling it out and right. doing it in my way. You know, because my dad is more of a private person. That he is. He's like, you know, just give me my family. And, you know, he, he ain't no social media or anything like that. But that is one of the main characteristics he has given to me. And work ethic, that man will will work his butt off. Hmm. And he does it with excellence, as in he's not trying to be perfect and do it. He just does it. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He's not going to tell you he's going to do it if he's not really going to give 100% effort into it. And so I started to pick up that effort. If that man is cutting his grass, he is cutting his grass and he's doing it to the best of his ability. And so that rubbed off on me. Everything I do, let me do it to the best of my ability and let's get it in. And that's Yo, that's that, that. Just, you know, there's so much that you said I want to touch base on. And one of them is just that the fact that you can own up to your mistakes. You know, a lot of men out there, and I'm gonna say men specifically, we we, we tend to make mistakes and uh, and and stumble at time and fall and not admit to it and not confess to it and say, okay, this is a mistake that I made, and I want to move from that. Instead of instead of saying that, you just say, oh, I made a mistake. You don't use admit you making a mistake. You just continue moving on and not exactly. even taking on the full amount of like damage that you possibly have caused not only to you, to other people that has been along. So I I, I highly applaud you. The reason why a lot of people is kind of stunned and saying, oh, you open about that is because not a lot of people is able to show that vulnerability in you, right? And that shows a a bigger character in you. It also shows that you are are willing and able to grow. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that people are not willing to do. They stay stagnant in their position because they're comfortable. It's easy for them. But when you admit to the things that you're doing that is wrong, you can actually have time to grow. And that's something that's that's powerful and you have to learn that along the way. Exactly. Hey, uh, man, I look at it like this. 
I look at it as this uh, standpoint of, you know, with social media and everything like that, everything is exposed, right? And for me, it's like, man, I ain't gonna let somebody else air out my dirt, mm. you know? I, I like in, in the back of my head, I know where I'm at right now. I know that, hey, one day you're gonna be like, yo, that's, hey, that's Yaja And I'll be one of the number one motivational speakers in the world. Mm. But one thing ain't gonna happen on, on, on my watch is somebody to come out and be like, yo, he talking about this, he's putting on the front like this, but he did X, Y, and Z with me. Right. You know, um, I was like, no, I shut that down. Like, like clean out your closet, hmm. like shut that down. So then if somebody ever comes out and be like, yo, I'm, uh, 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 Yadja did X, Y, and Z with me. It's going to be like, yeah, we know he, yeah. he, he said it. Right. And given still respect to as in, I ain't going to air out all my laundry, like giving into like details of ooh and whatever the case may be or anything like that. But there's enough detail in there where it goes, you can't air out my dirty laundry. Mm. And then what it also does, like how you're saying with vulnerability, once I started doing it, once I started, I felt the healing inside of myself because so many times when, like how you said, you don't talk about it, are you, are you just kind of sort of talk about it? You are walking around with that shame and that guilt. Mm. And I got tired of walking around with that shame and that guilt. And once I started airing it out and just talking about it and becoming vulnerable in it, what ended up happening was I started to feel healing inside of myself. Then I started looking at my wife and started seeing healing in my marriage. Mm. And I was like, it did not happen until I started being vulnerable in myself. And with that vulnerability inside myself, me and my wife started having conversations that needed to be had. Mm, mm, mm. Preaching right now. And that's what's up. And that's the kind of conversation that I, I, I need to and want to have uh, with my brothers. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about my biological brother. I'm talking about my brothers, you and everybody else that I come concert. Um, This is the kind of conversation that we have. I mean, in the future, I intend to have this conversation about why do we not hold our own brothers responsible for actions that they, they, they take, right? If I see my brother doing something wrong and it's not okay for his wife, why can I approach him about doing that? Why am I gonna encourage him and not tell him, look, this is not okay, we need to change that. But we, we don't change that, we don't attack that dynamic. We no just sugarcoat it or we just hide it or we bend it over it or we let that person deal with it themselves. That's, mm -hmm. that's not the way to go about it. I need to be responsible for you and you're responsible for me. But that's another exactly. conversation for another time. But I, I applaud you for that, man. I applaud you for that, for being transparent. That's, again, that's one thing that attracted me to your posts. It's just your energy and your positivity towards things, right? And again, those are the stuff that attracts people and because a lot of people need that. Some people don't know how to carry on throughout the day. But when they hear a message like that, a power like that, that you um, implementing and emulating, it helps push some people along the way. And sometimes I'm like, like today I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to do anything else. I just want to chill. I didn't have enough rest. Like I'm tired. And then you hit me up. Like, Let's do it. I was just like, I don't have time for rest. Like this is, this is something I need to do. We got to keep moving. My brother's exactly. doing it right now on his, on, on his post. He going live. I have no time for rest. You know what I'm saying? And God forbid that to my wife that I wasn't doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she would be like, yo, you off today. You got time. You not, you didn't take care of the business. Nah, you're able to work from nine to five and just pay for somebody else. But you can't, you know, sacrifice your time for your own job. No. So that's why I was like, no, my son is asleep. Let me take care of this right now. Because I won't, I might not have time later on. But secondly, it's like, why wait later on to get, take care of something that can be taken care of right now? But, and that's how you stay on a hunt, bro. That's, yeah. how you, that's how you stay on a hunt, man. And at the end of the day, what I realize is when I'm being vulnerable and everything like that, like all the content that you see on my, on my Instagram and everything, what really drives it is if I die today, mm -hmm. if I just die today and my, my daughter is three and my son is two. And if I die today, I want to pump out as much content as mm -hmm. I can. And for, they can go, they have a reference guide, right? You know, they, they hit 16 and their daddy's gone, but they got something that they're from their daddy's mouth saying, Yo, son, keep keep it in your pants. Mm -hmm. You know, 
save yourself. It, it, your your purity is just as important as your sister's purity. Yes. Don't go down the same road that I went down. And also on the flip side, going, yo, y'all don't y'all, y'all better act like some lions. Y'all better go on a hunt. You don't got time to wait. Every breath is is a gift. Mm. Are you using it or aren't you using it? And mm. like, man, like like you said, man, what you're doing is impactful. You are already bringing men together. You know how hard it is. I know for myself how mm. hard it is for men to get going off of the topic that you said, but how hard it is for men to get together and just do stuff like this. Mm. We wonder why um, there's a whole bunch of deadbeat dads out there mm. because ain't nobody coming in and giving that accountability and right. going, yo, yo, bro, you need to take care of your seed. Like you laid down with her. You weren't thinking about every anything else before that. But once you got what you want, you can't you can't go down and do what you do and a baby don't come from it. Right. It's a part of it. So now you have a baby and you ain't gonna take care of your your seed. That came from you. Mm. Take care of your seed. Mm. And man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it's gonna be on fire it's not gonna be on fire and you know what even with this conversation that you you're 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 talking about this 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 phase that we're talking about right now um it's not part of the podcast but i think it's needed to talk about and um i was talking to my cousin not too long ago and i was talking talk, telling him you know my family history my dad my uncles and stuff like that they have a history of just like habitual cheating right they have a habitual cheating where it, it becomes a norm to do it and I was even talking to my my wife, and I was and I was being a hundred percent transparent with her. I was just like, you know what? To tell you the truth, it's it comes a little bit too easy for me. You know what I'm saying? It comes too easy for me. I don't have to try it. I don't have to look. No matter where I'm at, there's always somebody that comes that that this way. You know what I'm saying? I don't look. I don't look for it. And I had to be had to be a hundred percent with her. I was like, this is what's going on right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to move towards it, and I'm not going to. Um, exercise it but it's just very easy it's very easy for me to just fall into that trap if I close my eyes today and say I'm I'm going to uh, do whatever I want to do it won't take that long and I had to tell her that and she's like you know what? I'm appreciative towards that thank you for telling me that um, and I, I applaud you for like for for continuing that journey you don't have to be like your dad you didn't have to be like your uncles but you chose to be different and that's something I, I, I put a stamp on for a long time if I ever get the chance to be a dad if I ever chance to be a husband I I, I'm choosing not to mimic what my father and grandfather and great grandfathers and uncles have done because I'm choosing to be different. Because if, if, if it does not start with me, my son is going to start that. It's going to continue that. So I need to start a new chain so he can follow that chain. So I've been intentional about these things that I'm doing. It's, I'm intentional about the stuff that I'm saying because my son is looking at me and he's going to mimic what I do. And I need to like give, put him on the right track so he can know this is the path to go. If I didn't, he's gonna literally continue the same path that my my previous um, ancestors, my grandfather, great grandfathers has done. Bro, it's breaking chains, man. Right. It's breaking chains. Like even down my family, I I know of fathers that's taking care of their kids in in my family, um, but I also know of people that aren't taking care of their their seeds and everything of that nature mm-hmm. and down to like when my daughter was born and I told my wife this when my daughter was born it must be in a generational curse mm-hmm. because when my daughter was born the first thought that came to my head was I gotta get out and that's the first thought that came to my head I gotta get out of this I gotta get out of this and I told my wife that and she was like, wow, that's crazy. And at that time, me and my wife, we weren't fighting. Nothing bad was going on. Our relationship was still in this healing process. Every day it's in the healing process. But it, that was the first thing that came in my head. But I had examples in front of me that broke that curse. Going Even on. though it was my stepdad. Because right. technically my real dad is not in my life. So therefore, that it, it could have started with him. I don't know if his father did the same thing. I don't know. I don't really care. But it started with him. And then 
the example that I had in my life, if I take out my dad, if I take out my stepdad, the example that I had in my life was my brother. Hmm. My brother did not run from his responsibility with my nephew. Right. He takes care of my nephew. Now, what if my brother would have did a reverse? What if my brother would have been on exit and he didn't, he's not taking care of my nephew. Then when that thought would have came to my head, I would have followed in my brother's footsteps. And then technically me and my brother would have followed in my dad's footsteps, but it stopped because with my brother, his example was my stepdad Hmm. where he, where we both, I know for myself, I look at it and what ran through my mind is, yo, listen, you gonna run from the seat that you created while there is a man that took care of two boys that he didn't create. Mm. You a sucker. Mm. And then, like I said, accountability. Already knew in back of my head, even if I told my wife, mm. I ain't taking care of this kid and of that nature. Once my dad would've got run to that, mm. bro, you ain't taking care of your seed. Mm. Once my mom would've got wind of that, you ain't gonna take care of your seed. Like, come on, step up. And you are breaking the curses in your family. Same thing, what I wanna do with my son. That's why I'm picking up the seeds right. that I planted. Faithful men don't run in my family. Mm. Faithfulness, committedness, being committed don't run in my family. Mm. You know, it runs with certain people, but then others, it don't. Mm. And so for me, it did not run with me. But I decided, yo, okay, you messed up. You weren't faithful, but you and your wife are still married. So you can still continue to be unfaithful or you can pick up that seed. And once my son was born, I started making the changes. Like, Mm. yo, no, I can't, I can't do this because I don't want my son to be going through the same things that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I want to break that curse. And what you did is you decided to break that curse. And I commend you on that. And the biggest thing of it is where us men go wrong is we think that we can't tell our wives everything. Go on now. We think, like I'm on a journey of working on telling my wife everything. Mm. Now, a man sees things different than what a woman sees. And sometimes her form of detail of what she thinks is detail is not detail to a man. It's like, how's your day? Uh, blah, blah. We give you key points. Right. Boom, 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 boom. She'll give you, well, you know, at 12 o'clock, I tied my shoe. And I like, oh, <laughs> you know, but I've been challenging myself and I commend you on it of you told your wife, hey, the cookie comes easy. Mm. I can get it. I don't have to be faithful. I don't have to be faithful to you. Right. I don't have to. I choose to. It is a choice that I make every day. Yeah. And she respected you from that. Because one of the things that my dad has told me was, son, the worst thing you can do is blindside your wife. Mm. Once you blindside her, it doesn't matter what you do. If somebody hits on you, let her know. She may get even, she may get mad at you. She may think it's your fault. Well, what did you do to make her um, come on to you like that? You probably didn't even do nothing. You just, mm-hmm. a, you're just a sexy chocolate black man <laughs> that she like. You know, it's like, I just want some chocolate today or whatever the case may be. You know, you may not done nothing, but you go to your wife and be like, yo, my, my coworker hit on me. Mm. Right? So then when your wife comes, your wife come to your job or something like that and that co-worker acting up she already knows in back of her mind oh this is who he's talking about mm. instead of it being blindsided and be like yo why was she why was she on you like that right well i don't know babe i don't, I don't know well she hit on me before what you mean she hit on you before why didn't you tell me that's it and so i commend you for letting her know and giving her the raw transparent because in that raw and transparent, what I'm learning is that is how you could, that's how you keep a healthy relationship. And when you keep a healthy relationship, it makes it easier for you to be a father. 
Yes, yes, yes. You know, and the, the thing too, too is that it goes both ways. Um, before I even go towards that, one thing that I, along with what, what you said, one thing I, I, I'm trying and I, I want to continue doing, what I'm doing, I'm not saying I'm trying, I'm doing, is to never lose that trust for my wife. Because what I was told, once it's, once it's gone, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to rebuild that trust in you. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard. And that's something that I, I cherish, like a fine gold, like something that's very fragile, right? Not even an ex, anything that's fragile. I've tr- I, I, I'm trying not to like break that. I'm trying not to let it go. I want to hold on to it. I want to put it in a box. I want to put it on a safe deposit. I want to like label it because I don't want to have to ever, ever lose that. Because that's something is hard. I'm not saying it's not impo- it's impossible. It's hard to get back. Secondly, the reason why I said no, you, you right, you right. Um, most people ain't gonna say this. You right. It is impossible for you to ever get it back. Because it's never. always gonna be a question. It's always it's gonna be a question. Always- Where are you going? What are you doing? Why you have to do? Now, you, now you, you have to answer those questions, right? Because you put yourself in that position. And the reason why I say it goes both ways is because my wife have gone through it where I was just like, she told me this particular about this guy at the job, doing that, doing this. I was like, let me tell you right now, from a guy point of view, he likes you. He, You may not see it, you may not notice it, but I'm telling you right now, you can tell me as a as a um, as your husband that th- this girl she likes you because she acts this way this way as as your husband I'm gonna tell you towards my wife as a man this is the, this is the stuff you need to look out for even even on top of that I would tell her look this is gonna be his next move when he does that this is gonna be proof that he does that and she will come back to me and say yo this is just it just happened like how do you know that I was like just like you know women I know men. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to trust you just like you trust me. So let's exchange that. And I like, let's not keep secrets. Secrets are a headache. It's always something. It's, it's a headache. And I try not to keep that because it's for like, it's, it's going to come out some way, somehow. So you might as well just like confess and say, look, this is what I'm dealing with. It's a struggle. It's bothering me. Let's work together. No blind sides. No blind sides. No blind sides. No blind sides, bro. And, and, and you're right. Because at the end of the day, like... I am forever showing my wife to trust me. And it's always going to be an effort for my wife to trust me. Down to the point of we can be good, nothing wrong, nothing happens or anything like that. But let's say I like, let's say I turn a certain way with my phone in my hand. Mm. It becomes a trigger. Right. You know, I may be on like the BR report, ESPN or something like that, looking at football, basketball, whatever the case may be, you know, and just the way that I turn goes, what are you hiding? Man, and then your defense mechanism comes in and I ain't hiding nothing. So once that trust is broken, it, it won't be the same. It won't be the same, but it's okay if it doesn't, if it's not the same, you just gotta navigate through it like me. Right. I dislocated my left ankle and I fractured my my fibula, Mm. right? So my leg is now healed. It's completely healed, but I know it's not the same than what it used to be. Right. You know, I know if I turn a certain way, it feels kind of funny. It's it's more tender in other spots. I I know that sometimes if I land a certain way, my my leg will make a creaking sound, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't doing that four years ago, but it's doing that now. And I'm learning to adjust to it. Mm. Same thing when you break the trust, yeah, you know? Right. And that's why I go on and I try to help guys. Yo, listen, even the guys before they get into marriage, like, yo, listen, like break your habits now because once you break that trust, it's done, it's mm. over with. And then your side chick, your side chick is cool with everything because you ain't never broke trust with her. So yes, the grass looks greener on the other side because guess what? You don't got dead grass on on your main side, you know? So yeah, it looks better. Oh man, man, this, the, the girl, the coworker, she, she trusts me and you don't, mm. you know? Okay, you didn't, you didn't cheat on her, you know? And like how you said, you gave your wife game. Like, yo, I know how, I know how he moves and and there's nothing wrong with that. And I love how you put it as in, there was no like anger or, or, or malice. And I'll be telling guys all the time, yo, 
Like, you don't think I know that there's other people that want my wife? Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with other men wanting your wanting your wife. Hey, I know my wife's attractive. So, yeah, I know. But what am I doing to make sure she keeps her eyes on me? Right. You know, and at the same time, like how you said, with your open communication, you're letting her peak game before he makes his move. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, women don't see the moves that a man's about to make, and then they end up in a situation, you know? So, and, and you might hear me say this, this a couple of times, you have to be intentional about everything that you do. Intentional, like everything that you do from like the minor stuff that you think is not gonna make a difference to the major stuff that's gonna make a difference. But um, just, that's, that's exactly what you gotta do. You gotta be intentional with everything that you do. So sort of kind of went off the topic a little bit, but just to close off, if you had a chance to tell your biological dad, and then after that, your your um, stepdad, mm-hmm. if you had a chance to tell them anything, what would it be? You know me, I'm honest to my um, biological dad. I don't got nothing to tell him. Mm. I don't wanna know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, I'm cool. Thank you. I guess it'd be like, thank you for helping make me. <laughs> that's right. all I need. Like that. That's it. To my stepdad, aka my real dad. Thank you. Like that is a true. That the first thank you to my biological dad. That was like sarcastic. Right. This one is like a real thank you. Thank you for. Thank you for taking me in. Thank you for showing me how to be a man. And um, thank you for 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 loving me thank you for loving my brothers and my sisters man thank you for loving my my mom Mm. thank you for grinding as in as in getting us out of getting us out of um la during the the you know the riots and stuff like that Mm. getting me and my brother out of the riots and and moving us to a, a a safer neighborhood down to Thank you for when the money was tight, you didn't have enough pride uh, inside of yourself not to go work at uh, Six Flags Animal Farm. Mm. And you a grown man, you know, but you did whatever you had to do for your family, you know, and that's what I would tell him, man. And I would tell him and how I tell him all the time. I, I love him from the bottom of my heart. Never had a void because mm. he was he was there and that is the main thank you of i never wondered who my biological dad was i love my daddy uh so much i don't even call him daddy anymore i call him big sexy so that's what <laughs> I, like you know so uh, i love i love him so much and i would not even be half the man that the world sees if it wasn't for him being in my life beautiful man well put well put Let's dive into personally now, a little bit more personal. Tell me about dadhood. Dadhood, man, dadhood is ever changing. Mm. There's no manual to it. There's no formula to it. How you handle the situation yesterday is not going to be the same way you can handle the situation the next day. Dadhood has changed my life. If I never became a father. I would never be the man that I am now Mm. because fatherhood slowed me down and it slowed me down to the point of it made me really think about the decisions that I really made. Dadhood has shown me how selfish I can be. Mm. And then it also has broken a lot of my uh, 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 selfish actions. Mm. And that's because even down to like today, I was about to eat the last cookie. My daughter comes over and she's like, oh, can I have a piece of the cookie? If it was just me and my wife back in the day, I always say BC and AD, BC and AD, before kids, after delivery. (laughs) So BC me, I would have ate the cookie. Like, I don't care. Oh, got it. My daughter looked and, and, that wanted to rise up, but I broke it in half and I shared it with her. And then mm. my son came over and he wanted a piece as well. I'm like, dang, if I give each of you guys a piece, I ain't gonna do nothing <laughs> But then I give it to him. And it has taught me, you can't be selfish. 
right. to the point that that has helped heal me and my wife because there's no healing in with me and my wife if you selfish right so fatherhood dadhood has helped me with my me being selfish it has also helped me with the way that i speak mm. and I, I always talk about lions and stuff like that but i'm i'm a very like pit bullish with the mouth you come at me boom 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 i'm going to strike back at you mm. But you can't do that as a father, you know, and especially to to my daughter. Like I think about how are you speaking to your daughter? Because the way that you're speaking to your daughter, you are showing her it's okay for a man to speak to her like that. Mm. And how are you speaking to your son? Are are you showing him that this is okay of how you speak? So I've been having to work on my 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 tone mm. or or even my patient level. Man, parenthood is, you want to see how patient you are? Become a parent. <laughs> Shoot. And it's everything. It's just like a check, like bang, 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 bang. And so that's, that's, that's daddyhood right there. And if it wasn't for daddyhood, I wouldn't be making the changes that I uh, made. So I look at my kids when they go to sleep every night and I just, I thank God for them because I just go, man, you, you saved my life, mm. the path that I was going on. Mm. And you said something very interesting where you said that you, the, um, the story where you was, you had to spit your cookie because that's something you wanted, you know, so again, that's, that's eliminating, that's eliminating yourself out of the equation and just adding your son and your daughter, which equals to happiness. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that that shows you like, okay, I'm evolving. I'm, I have become better the person than I usually am. Like you said right now, um, you know, if it was with you and your wife, it would have been not no, it was no second guess. Like, look, you should have got to the cookie jar before I did. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it, it shows growth in you. It shows that in every, and I think it's, it shows that in every avenue of our lives where, um, and again, my son too, he does that one. He's just like, I'm, I would set his breakfast up, right? He's cool. He has his cereal or he has his waffles there. And I got my mm -hmm. cereal to the side or I have my food to the side. But he will come to me and say, I want yours. His is nice. You got, your, you got your own food. Why do you want to eat mine? You have your whole food there. But it's not a, even a second guess. I don't try to say no, right? I said, okay, fine. I'm going to share with you, but you're going to have to eat your food. Whereas if, again, like you said, if it was my wife, I'm not saying I wouldn't share with her, but it's just like, okay, you know better. You know what I'm saying? You could, exactly. you can do your own breakfast. You can do all that stuff. But when it comes to my son, just, just like your kids, it's not even a second guess for you to sacrifice that much of you for them. It's, it's an endless supply of giving. There's never in, uh, enough. Every time, everything that they want, everything that they need is a part of you that you feel like you um, you want to continue giving because again, the more you pour into them, the more you're going to see how much they're going to grow. You're not going to see, you might not see it now, but give them a good 10, 15 years or when it wants to become uh, teenagers or in their twenties and they start reflecting, man, dad poured a lot into me. Dad was able to do this. He was able to like carry me around. He was able to go out on a date with me. He was able to show me how a man treat a woman, how uh, a man is supposed to treat uh, their, their wife, a mom treat their husband. All that stuff your son and your daughter will pay attention to. And mm -hmm. every day that you do that, um, it shows, it builds us characters. It builds, it builds up positive characters in your, in your kids. And I highly, highly, highly encourage that because it's not easy. Sometimes a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to do that change. All they want to do is like, oh, I have a kid. I'm going to continue doing me. I'm going to continue exactly. going out. I'm going to continue drinking. I'm going to continue hanging out with the boys. I'm going to continue. No, man, you have to evolve. You have to change your mind frame and say, okay, this was me. It was cool, it was nice, but I need to like be better for these kids that's growing up. It had to be better. Exactly. And with that, I will I would say another big thing of what uh like how you were saying with with the breakfast. Um, the biggest thing that I have learned from dadhood is being a servant. Mm. You know, you can go around barking orders all you want and be like go do this and blah 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 blah. yeah 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 you you can you can do that but being a servant mm. and being a servant in my family doesn't make me weak as a man you know and what it has shown is 
I was looking at my relationship with my kids and I go, hey, make sure your relationship with your with your with your woman, you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And I started just being a servant. Servant. I'm serving my kids breakfast, serve my kids lunch. You know, maybe I don't do it as how mommy would do it and how smooth she would do it or whatever, but I'm doing it daddy way. And so we we doing it this way. But then it just became a servanthood of helping out. And I learned all this in a matter of what December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. I learned this in a matter of what, eight months? Wow. Because bro, my daughter's three. I didn't learn all this until I uh I ruptured my Achilles. I ruptured my Achilles in, in December and I had to sit. And then by February, my job called me and told me that they closed down my store. So technically I'm unemployed, right? And I've been home since December. And before I was making the money, I was I was the breadwinner, right? But I didn't know how to give my kids a bath. Ooh. You know what I mean? I knew how to give them a bath. I gave them a bath, but my daughter, she was like, "Daddy, that's not how we, that's not how we do it." Wow. I didn't know the home routine. Why? Because I was out making the money. I didn't know how the household was run. I didn't know how 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 I I, I have always been an active dad because I told my wife, only kids like we have we have cousins and. Uh, uh, or nieces and stuff like that, and we have friends and stuff. I thought I ain't, I ain't never gonna pick up anybody else's baby. I ain't gonna change another diaper. Hmm. I want to learn all that with my own kids. So that's what I did, and I changed their diapers and everything like that. Um, but I didn't know the home routine, and it wasn't until I ruptured my Achilles and I lost my job that I learned it. And what came from that of me then becoming a servant is when my son gets up at night, my son calls for my name. Oh, okay. He goes, daddy, you know, he still calls for mommy and everything like that. But my son is two. So pretty much for the first year and a half of his, of his life, he wasn't calling for me. He was calling for his mom because he knew of me, but I wasn't there. I was at work. So you gotta be a present dad, as in know the routine, be a servant. And that's 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 the journey I'm on, man. You know, I think God, I think God has a funny way of, uh, he has a funny sense of humor. In order for you, in order for, for him to fix you or for you to see what he has planned for you or to better you at times, he needs to break you down at times, man. He needs to break you down so you can understand that it's not about you. Exactly. It's not about you. Or you, you're thinking too much about yourself. So I need to, I need to like, I'm, I'm going to have to injure you if I have to. I'm going to have to like get you fired if I have to. I'm going to have to get you unemployed if I have to. Because I need you to understand this journey of life that you're taking right now is not about you. It's about somebody else. He had to slow me down. Yep. Bro, he had to slow me down. Like I said, I dislocated and fractured my left side, my left leg, right? But that didn't slow me down. Hmm. Once I got healed, I went back to the grind. I got to provide. I got to provide. This is what it is. I got to hustle, right? And then last year, He's like, no, you're still not slowing down. Mm. Boom. Rupture my 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 right side. Right? And now I'm slowing down. And it was still like, man, in the back of my mind, I was like, wait till they say I can get up. Wow. I'm, I'm going even harder. You know? And I can't stop. And then my job thing happened. All of it just shown me, yo, you why you need to slow down. It's not because of your hustle. You need to slow down so your kids can enjoy you. Yes. Yes. And now that they enjoy me, that mean that means do I worry about where my money's coming from? Of course. Mm. You know, I'm unemployed. Like, like, do I worry about how am I gonna keep the lights on? Yes, of course. But that no longer trumps my the joy that I see on my kids' face. I told my daughter when I was taking her a bath, I was like, 
hey, uh, you know, when I got let go, hey, you know, daddy's unemployed now. So things are going to be a little different. And she was like, oh, okay, daddy. But I'm like, she three, she don't know what I'm really mm -hmm. talking about. And I was like, do you know what that means? And she was like, yeah, I know what that means, daddy. That means we can't have pizza all the time. <laughs> That's a smart girl. And I was like, yeah, that does mean that. And then she kept playing in the bathroom. And I was like, man, you got to have that childlike faith like her. There you go. Because she, she never said, daddy, what are we going to do? She was just like, okay, we can't have pizza all the time. My daddy will figure it out. I got to do the same thing when I go to my father. But he had to slow me down, mm. show me that. Mm, mm. With that, with was there anything when you became a dad that you feel like you could have done different? Um, the biggest thing that I could have done different as a dad is love my wife better. And I say it that way because she held down the household when, when I was out uh, making the money and I, and I realized within that she was tired she was the one taking care of the kids and everything but i was so focused in on trying to make the money that i never stopped and was like hey what can i help you out with and by me not doing that it had, it had, when she's exhausted guess who else gets exhausted the kids and that is the main thing that now I go on and make sure that I, I take care of. Slowing down, slowing down, making sure that nothing trumps my family, man. Nothing goes before my wife and my two kids. Mm. Everything else goes after. Man, I was like, even down when you were like, yo, bro, you want to jump on? And, and 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 do this? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then you were like, okay, you on the you on the West Coast, so it's like a three-hour difference. I'm like, okay, cool. For some reason in my head, I'm thinking I'm my time was before your time. So when we were like, yo, let's do it at this time, I was like, doom 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 doom. Oh, that'd be seven o'clock my time. Not thinking I'm behind you. So. <laughs> So when I told you, oh man, I gotta put my kids to bed or whatever, you probably like, bro, you put the kids to bed. <laughs> it's one o'clock over there. And I'm like, no, it's seven o'clock. I gotta make sure I put my kids to bed. And that's me now going, I am not, even though as like a it's a man, I really wanna do this podcast, man. I I really wanna get on this. Or I really wanna do X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be. I learned in my season of nothing goes before your kids. Yes. And nothing goes before your kids. And if somebody don't want to mess with you, if somebody don't want, if somebody doesn't want to adjust around your kids, then it ain't for me. And that's you know? why I said this is a different level. You, this, there's different people that you have, you encounter in your life that's there for a reason. Is there there's some for a season, and that's there, and there are others that's gonna be there for the lifetime. But you gotta know when all these people are necessary like case in point like if you if, if i would have said you know you i have a slot a slot for you and it's at four o'clock it's at three o'clock and he was like i gotta put my my kids to bed he was like yo I, if i said you i'm gonna have to catch you another time because that doesn't work for me then it seems like so, so what am i trying to get from you you know what i'm saying am i trying exactly. to just, just get this uh this episode from you or am i actually really trying to understand dadhood like your journey if i'm a dad myself there's no reason why i shouldn't understand that it takes a sacrifice the time for you to just say, oh, you know what? Give me my time, leave my, my son to bed, and then I'll get back to you. No problem. Take your time. If I didn't understand that, I don't even think we would be having this conversation. Be no. Done. And that's why I told my wife, I was like, yo, we got to do this. We got, I, I got to do this because when I told him that, even though I was off on the time, you were like, okay, man, do what you got to do. That clicked in my mind like, okay, this is a cat that you got to work with. Mm. Because it's, it, 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 he understands. I mean, I have worked with people where they were like, hey, could you come out and help um, 
help our youth or help um, such and such and whatever the case may be. And I'll be like, yeah, um, what time do you need me to be there? Okay, we uh, it's a night thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can do a night thing. Hey, I know where the program starts at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time, but 7.30 Pacific Standard Time, that's the time I got to put my kids there. I can be there at eight. And they're like, ah, well, you know, you know, this is like um, once, once a month kind of thing. You know, you can't, you can't Just give your give your wife the kids <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can do that, but I did that in my last season. Mm. I did that for the job that I was working at for five years, and I and now I'm ending up trying to find a, a new job. And I thought about that, and I was like, wait, I gave. I gave this job five years before my family. Mm. I put this job before my family for five years. Who is left standing? Mm. My family or that job? Like to 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 jobs, I'm just an employee number. To my family, I'm daddy. Yeah. I'm husband. Mm-hmm. And you got to wear that with a badge of honor. Oof. Yes, it's a, you have to be proud of that. It's a it's a sacrifice that you know you got to make and. You had you had to make that decision, and I can tell, and I can tell the energy that you have towards your your kids, your both your daughter and your son, and I can tell how much love you have for them. I can tell how much you want to be there for them. I can I can sense the difference in the tone of your speech whenever we talk about them because how much you want to sacrifice yourself for them. Again, you spend five years catering to somebody else, and you neglected the ones that's gonna always be there, which makes sometimes we, again we need to we need to set our priorities. That's the other thing. We're not setting our priorities where we we putting our trust or we're putting our work time on somebody else, but we're not even doing it in our own family. And um, with that, can you describe the first time that you actually saw your daughter and your son? Oh, man. Hmm. My daughter, even to this day, she knows how to work my patience. (laughs) My daughter knows how to work my patience, man. Man, after I got all the whole little me being a deadbeat thing and not being there and everything of that nature, uh, I got geeked up. I was excited. My wife's uh, water broke and we were, I was ready, man. And we were in the hospital and my daughter decided, oh, I, I hit the bag on accident. I ain't ready to come out yet. Hmm. Man, it was like, 23 hours before she decided to come out. Wow. And she, from day one, she's been working my patience. <laughs> and I remember though, clear as day, my wife was laying there exhausted. We were sleeping in the hospital. I got up, I went to my wife, I went to her stomach and I told her, hey, little mama, daddy don't wanna wait no more to see you. Come out all of a sudden. A couple minutes later, my wife goes into labor and my daughter was born, man. And it was the craziest, shocking, scariest feeling in the whole world. Main thing is like, if anybody ever sees me and then you listening to this podcast right now, if you ever see me and you got a picture of your baby, I think all babies look like aliens when they're born. (laughs) I think <laughs> I think all babies look like little aliens when they born. But when I looked at my daughter, I did not see an alien, man. Mm. I was like, wow. And for my son, my son, he my son gives me my push. And he gives me that energy that you talk about. Mm-hmm. It, that comes from my son. Because when my son was supposed to be born, water breaks my son was a lot bigger than what my daughter was my son was in the 80 percentile when it came to weight mm. he, he was a big dude and at that time when my son was born i was freshly injured with my with my uh broken ankle and fractured fibula it was fresh and so some reason my wife's water broke and we thought it was just about to be like a couple hours, boom, boom, boom. My son stopped. And we're like, what, what what's going on? Doctor comes in and it's pretty much like, hey, he may be too big. Mm. And we don't know 
what would happen. And so that rushed my wife to emergency C-section. And the nurse looked at me and told me, cause I had a boot on. She was like, you know, you can't come in here with crutches and we can't wheelchair you in here cause we can't have um, metal in here like that. So we also, we have to wrap your boot cause we don't want it to be contagious. So they took me to another room and they took me to another room. The nurse helped me. No, one nurse told me I couldn't come in. One nurse was like, no, he can't come in at all. And I was like, man, girl, you tripping. You, you tripping. You think I ain't gonna see the birth of my son? Like you tripping. Other nurse looked and she was like, no, he's, he, we gonna figure out how to get him in here. Mm. And so me and that nurse were, like two doors down and she helped me put on the little boot. She was like, I'll be back for you. And so I'm waiting there 15, 20 minutes. She comes back through these double doors and she was like, you have to go through these double doors to go see your wife and your son. She's about to give birth. She's like, the only thing is no wheelchair, no crutches. You got to hop on one leg through two rooms to get to your wife. I was like, let's go. Mm. And I was on one leg, hopped over, walked in, see my wife strapped down, scary as heck, feeling like I'm in some kind of movie. They pulled my son out and I've been in love ever since, man. Mm. And he he still pulls from me. And that's, that's my little homie right there, man. Mm. I always tell people, my daughter, my daughter gives me my heart. My daughter has melted my heart as in she broke down all the little hard layers and she still is breaking down all the hard layers inside of me. And my son gives me passion to mm. do what I do. That's beautiful, man. That's amazing. That's a, that's a journey in itself. Yeah. That's a journey in itself. I, I, can, I feel like I'm, I was watching, I was watching a movie as you described that. Yeah, man. Honestly. I, like I, <laughs> I was going to ask you um, great moments in your life, but I don't even think I need to even ask you that question. Cause that's for me, those were the great moments. Those, yes, are, really, those are amazing. Those are amazing. All right, cool. Man, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for everything that you're telling me right now. But um, before we wrap up, I had some more questions for you. One okay. is how do you want your kids to remember you by? Mm. I want my kids to remember me the same way I remember my dad. Um, and that is, I never had a void. I want them to feel the same way. I never have a void. I know I I know my daddy loved me. I know my daddy cared about me. I know that he supported me. I know that he will be there as much as he can. I want my kids to remember me as not as Superman or anything like that, but more so of my daddy is competing with, with my mommy to be my number one cheerleader in my life. Nice. And that's how I want to be remembered. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. So the last question is um, for the dads to be, for the dads that are currently going through right now, that have questions, they have doubts, or not know what direction to take, or even the father figures out there, those, are, those that are doing good, the stepdads, the dads, all of them are out there. What kind of message would you like to leave for them? The message I would leave to other dads, men, mentors, uh, stepdads, and those dads to be, well, to the dads to be, I would say there is no manual to fatherhood. There is no manual to dadhood. You can get the room together all you want. You can have the finances that you want, or you can try to get everything in order, but there is no manual to this. It is a day at a time. And with it being a day at a time, take it a day at a time to the present fathers out there, I would challenge you to reevaluate your relationship with your kids and see if you really put them before everything else. I will also say, enjoy every moment, enjoy every season, enjoy it when they're a kid, enjoy it when they're a teenager, enjoy it when they're an adult, because you don't know what tomorrow holds. And I will leave a message to everybody that is stepping in the role as a as a father. 
is make sure you leave your legacy. And I'm not talking about anything materialistic. I'm not talking about a car. I'm not talking about a house. I'm not talking about anything like that. Make sure you leave a legacy, which is your DNA inside of your kids, um, because that is what's going to last a lot longer than anything materialistic. So make sure your character is inside of your seed or the seed that you're taking care of, because that's Ooh. what's going to last. Man, again, dies. Yeah, that, that's what's up. That's the reason why I was looking out for you. I mean, I, 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 I try, I'm trying to listen to God a little bit more often and make and the decision that he wants me to make. And, and whenever I am pushed at a certain angle or a certain way, I'm always, I always say there's a reason for it. And reaching out to you, following you, um, listening to your messages, there's a reason for the reason why um, uh, God put me, put you in my path. And I understand it now. There's a, you, you, you definitely gave a powerful message today. You are for this season. You have done. You have. You are one of the most powerful person I've actually spoken to so far, and I wow. I encourage that and I I love that your your message. And I keep saying it before your message, your deliverance is this profound. It's powerful. It's impactful, and and your energy is so great. And I I am definitely gravitating toward that. And I love your energy. I love the way you captivate everybody whenever you're talking. Everything that you do, man, you do it well. You're doing Thank fatherhood you. well, man. And I and, and I. I applaud your growth and I applaud that you are able to see that where you weak, God can make you strong, but you also got to take that time and say, you know what? I need to just like take a step back for me to actually acknowledge that there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of time we make mistakes, men, and we don't admit to it. And you definitely just man up to what you have done and say, look, I made a mistake. I'm making a mistake. I need to fix myself. I need to just like, I need to make my wife happy. I need to have time with my family. And, and the fact that you're able to just do that, it shows spiritual growth and physical growth. And I see it in you, man. I see, I see so, so much positivity in you. And I, I want you to continue. I, I want to ask you to continue doing that. Continue doing what you're doing. You're doing, a, you're doing a really, really good job. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Those words, man, it means a lot, man. It really does, man. I don't take it for granted. Uh, I appreciate you. I love what you're, what you're doing. Like I said, you keep going, man, keep doing it. You know, don't, don't stop with your podcast, bro. What you are doing is you're uniting men, Mm. no matter, no matter how many views you get or, or who tunes in or who's the guest or whatever, you're doing something that most men, we don't do. We stop doing, we, we stop you know, you're giving that barbershop talk, mm. but that barbershop talk is not, is not predicated on what woman we're going to smash or mm. who's going to win the NBA championship and like some surface level stuff. Right. You coming out like, yo, you a dad. Okay. Let's get into it. Yo, you a husband. Yo, let's get into it. And like how you said, you are showing accountability, you know, where this video, just this video alone, my kids can go back to and go on your stuff mm-hmm. and be like, this is the conversation my dad had. You know, this is the conversation of what what they were talking about. And this is what real men need to talk about. Right. You know, and you're helping bring in that healing. So I, I, I applaud you. I say, keep going, man, and be willing to. Um, make mistakes, failures in it. And that's like all the stuff that you see me do, man, bro, it's just a matter of, uh, let me try that. Okay, that didn't work. Let me twist it up. Okay, that's better. And just just going after it. You are a mighty lion, man. Like you doing this, like y'all don't see this. Y'all don't see this right now. But my boy got his son, got, got his kid with him. <laughs> like, like he's doing his podcast and he got his kid with him. Like, like, come on now. Like y'all don't see that, but this man is flowing like that. And so you got to keep going, bro. I love it. Yeah. Like you say, it's a hustle, man. There's no, there's no excuse. That hood does, don't stop. Don't. That hood doesn't stop. Regardless if I'm doing this podcast or not, I know he comes first and I knew he was going to come walking. I knew you were gonna come walking, but I was just like, it doesn't stop. It's not gonna stop me. This is what life is. I'm not gonna exactly. change it. And I appreciate that again. Thank you for those kind kind words. And I'm 
continue fighting, continue doing more, and continue advancing and changing and evolving. And I encourage you to do that too. So, um, and again, I applaud you. Continue moving forward, man. Continue evolving. And I love you for it. Um, so in, in closing, guys, I want to just say thank you again, man. Like, again, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Thank you for your message that you dropped, man. Like, you dropped dimes today. Like, dimes. Today, we had a conversation. We had a conversation today. Like, we had a brotherhood conversation. And I, and I encourage it. And I love that. And that's the stuff that I want to continue moving forward and, and encouraging because... Men, we need to talk. We need to talk, and we need to talk about real topic. Topic that's gonna make a difference in our life. Men, to, men, our mental health, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about bettering our life for our wife, bettering our lives for our kids, bettering our lives because we need to be healthier. You know, we need to think positive, not for today, but for the future. There's a lot of fathers that are doing really good jobs out there. And I wanna take, I wanna recognize you guys. You're doing a good job. I'm continue doing, I, I encourage you to continue doing a good job. And guys, like, like I said before, I'm not gonna keep you guys any longer, but this conversation was needed. This season, you know, I, I can't forecast to see it being any more <laughs> less than what it was before. Season two was great. This is gonna be even greater. Season one was good. But we're trying to capitalize. I'm trying to capitalize on the stuff that I'm doing. Continue growing. Continue pouring more into it. But this conversation, man, I am feeding off that energy. Completely. Completely feeding off that energy. So, again, guys, I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. I will catch you guys in a few. Bye. For more Dear Dad podcasts, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad Podcast on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcast. Catch you later. Keep it down.